Good afternoon all and welcome to our conversation today. In light of Stephen Lawrence Day, which we commemorated last month on the 22nd of April, we'll be talking today to Moni Rahman, who was the first beneficiary of the Stephen Lawrence Charitable Trust Blueprint for All. Um, some of you may have seen our article, which we put on the gateway about the charity together with Natasha Gray's blog on the meaning of the charity's name. But we're also going to hear more about the charity from Moni today. But before we get talking to Moni, let's introduce everyone. My name is Rosemary. I obviously work here at the Church House and I am the deputy co-chair of the UKME Network mm -hmm. with Sherelle. My name's Kamal. I work in housing with the Pensions Board. I've been here for five years now. So almost part of the furniture. <laughs> and I'm a secretary with the UKME network with the dearest Sarah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Sarah Ahmed. I work alongside Kamal in housing CPB. And as you said, I'm the secretary alongside with him for the UK. Emmy party. Oh, party. Sounds like a... Sounds like a silly party. Oh, my gosh. We're not campaigning. This is not a campaign. Don't vote for us. Don't vote. Yeah, we really don't vote for us. There's no need to vote. There's no need to vote. The network. Apologies. Um, I've brought along a good friend of mine who I've known for about 20 years now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Too when long. we met, <laughs> yeah. when we met, you were in the midst of all your architecture degree. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah. And I saw that that side, the beginning stages of you applying for your bursary yeah. and the, wow. the craziness that came with it. So, let me introduce you to my good friend Moni, who will tell us about himself. My name is Moni Rahman. I'm a Reba. ARB Chartered Qualified Architect, finally, after many years. Well done. Congratulations. Oh, good. Good. But, um, good. Yeah, I'm here and um, over the last couple of years I've kind of started my own business and I'm a sole practice working for myself, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, Moni, you're a successful architect with your own company. Congratulations. Thank you. You've made a successful career from architecture. Yeah. Is that what you always wanted to do? Definitely, 100%. Probably from the age of eight, I wanted to become an architect. My dad, my late father, he was a builder and he was a building contractor. He used to take me and my three brothers to site, you know, let us, you know, break walls and do a little handiwork for him in the weekend. But he used to associate his work with a set of drawings mm. and the drawings were like, at that time, hand-drawn, really illustrated, mm -hmm. quite impressive skill mm. and that's what I saw and that's what I wanted yeah. to do so yeah. you know I met his architect friend at the time mm -hmm. you go in into a old kind of warehouse studio in Brick Lane where you see rows and rows of detailed drawings and stuff like that and yeah. as I said this is this is what I got to do got the I like this. yeah so um, and since then it's been my primary focus mm. to become an architect. It's really important, isn't it, to bring your kids into, in yes. you can, into spaces. Definitely, 100%. You know? Totally. I'm, I believe in child labour. Yeah. <laughs> these children work for their yeah. dinner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've started, my eldest, he's 10. He was not well, mm -hmm. so he didn't go to school that day, you know. <laughs> but he was able to gaming and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. what I said to him, oh, why don't you type up some emails for me while I sit on the sofa and think about it? Mm. So then he was like my PA for the day and <laughs> you know, I'd, had to pay him a couple of pounds or um, get my ice cream as well. But because uh, we're part of the architecture, we get 
mm. invited to like archy kids um, oh. events. So you know, Lego building exercises and exhibitions and mm. stuff, mm. just to kind of get that sense of space and mm. be away yeah. from Leighton yeah. as such and yeah. experience another part of London mm. and a different scale as well. A career started with Lego. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was just about to say. I was never good with Lego, Meccano, any of that. What? Huh? Yeah, my, my thought with architecture is like, I know it's like br- blueprints and mm. 3D drawings and stuff which really intimidate me. Yeah. So that's why I, I don't, I never really explored it past there, but... Mm. In day to day, what is it that you, you tap in the most to of your skill set? Well, in the current day to day, because you say I'm a successful, <laughs> I, I think I'm doing okay. You know, as a sole practitioner, inundated with a lot of refurbishment, domestic jobs, and mm. commercial projects. But the day to day aspect is, and with my clients, is probably interpersonal skills, mm. being able to listen <laughs> at some yeah. capacity mm. to what they want mm. and try and translate that in a set of drawings Mm, in terms of mm. how you want to live for example is probably different to everybody else and you want a view of the you know through the house into the garden or you want to separate spaces and have a kind of step by step you open up to spaces Mm. as opposed to seeing everything at once type of thing the other thing is knowledge without the experience that's why it's such a long course as well architecture mm. it's that seven long, years isn't it it's, a, it's too long seven, yeah. <laughs> no, you, it has to be long yeah. it's just too much mm. you know There's it's a lot to think too about, much yeah. stuff to do and you know even you know, after 20 years I don't know everything no. mm. you're, you're still learning on the job as well you have to always do like um, professional development yeah. and yeah. look at other you know go to talks and stuff and mm record that information as well fire safety Grenfell Mm -hmm. fire safety systems have changed you know what you can use on site and stuff like this Mm -hmm. so and those things change quite quickly don't they they, yeah they evolve quite quickly so obviously the romanticism of drawing and stuff (laughs) kind of slightly disappears over time (laughs) and it becomes what you can do and not to get sued and Mm, your PI insurance and make sure things are protected, technical Mm. and your contracts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is key. Mm. You've got to advise them properly. If you don't know, then you get back to them. Being able to know what you're talking about Mm. helps, Mm. gives clients the confidence as well. Mm -hmm. That's what I do day to day, besides a number of other things. um, (laughs) Being a busy dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we all know the case of Stephen Lawrence. Mm. You, of course, were 30 years younger, like myself. Do you remember anything about that time, the backlash, the general feeling around London? Yeah, and I was looking up how old I was, and I was maybe 14, so mm. not too much younger than Stephen. Obviously, he was a teenager then. Mm. Yeah, um, I think I was about 10. And, um, mm. Yeah. Wow. And he grew up in the South London, Eltham area, mm. and mm. which which is a more hostile environment than me growing up in Wolfham Forest um, mm. at the time. Mm. So mm. nowadays we're exposed to so many media outlets, social medias. Mm. That time it was the news, mm. and it was the newspaper. Yeah, mm. that's it. Or, that's it. Or conversations with friend, or friends conversation. and family yeah. of people exactly. who know, who so know, and know. 100% aware that a black kid got murdered mm-hmm. at the time, but it's only over the years, more news, mm. more involvement, mm. you know, the Reed case, mm. the McPherson report, mm-hmm. yeah. all of that kind of process made it, you know, mm. actually it's a 
it's a much bigger thing than a child Probably getting murdered. Yeah. murdered. And it went on for so long. Exactly. It went yeah. on for so long. I remember watching a bit of, it was like a poem, some guy was doing a bit of poetry on YouTube yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. I think it must have been on one of the anniversaries. And he said, when Stephen <clears throat> Lawrence was murdered, he was a baby. Mm. And by the time the, his, you know, some of his murderers were put in prison, I was a man <clears throat> of 20-something. And yep. when you hear that, you think, my what? That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's a whole lifetime. Mm. Yeah. And exactly. so you get a greater appreciation of no. the whole, the people involved, Definitely. people like yourself in terms of perspective and impact. You yeah, know, yeah, this yeah. thing happened at this time. And here you are so many years later being the recipient of... Of a tragic. Of a tragic, but, but also good that's come out Positive. of tragedy, which I think yeah. is very key to people of colour. Mm. Somehow we managed to do that mm-hmm. lemonade out of lemon stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in high style. <laughs> because we do it so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, t- no, definitely far more aware of the situation and far more conscious that even in this generation, mm-hmm. although when it was announced in the 25th anniversary mm-hmm. that they're going to make an official Stephen Lawrence Day, mm-hmm. you'd still think that this kind of new generation... Can I, I don't find myself being as old as I am, but actually I'm, you know, 42, 43. Mm-hmm. But the mid-20s, teenagers, school children would never know about that. No. Stephen Lawrence, what happened... How it, you know how it happened, mm. and we'll probably touch on how it can get improved mm. in schools and stuff like yeah. that. But certainly, in terms of racism, mm-hmm. I can't say that I've you know I've experienced racism while growing up as a teenage kid. Yeah. Of course, we all have, yeah, yeah, in some capacity. But it's been far worse, like for my dad's generation. Yeah. You know, when the Bengali kid called Alta Valley got mm-hmm. murdered yes. cold blood yeah, remember mm-hmm. that. 1978 yeah. remember so I was going through some of um, some pictures before and then I see a picture like of my dad in 1978 mm-hmm. behind uh, the funeral procession and he's holding the pole yeah. itself in 1978 oh, wow. so because yeah. I remember that because that was I think that was the year before I went to secondary school yeah wow. and we had kids in our primary school then yeah who were of the same heritage, and it was like, in our heads, that could have been those kids, our friends in our class. So here's like, um, that's the procession. Yes. And that's my dad. There oh, holding, wow, yeah. Full wow. 70s sideburns and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. See, things like that, that's the heritage. That's the stuff they can't teach in schools. No, you can't. Which is why it's important for us to talk to our own children mm-hmm. about our own stuff. Certainly. Yeah. To give that context <laughs> and foundation, because they can't cover that stuff in school. No. There's, there's no interest, no. really. There's no investment, really, to do that. My yeah. daughter was talking about the Tudors because they're learning about that at the moment. My husband said, that's the history you're learning in school. On weekends, I'm going to teach you the history that I want to teach you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. all about the black history, <clears throat> the Asian history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The How, first universities yeah, in... Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. In, in And the dotted lines. <clears throat> yes. You know, they have this because we had that. Even inheriting words. Yes. You know, where does coffee... Coffee's an Arabic word, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, my kids probably less impact than me, but my dad and my granddad had it bad in terms mm. of in-your-face kind of physical violence, racism. Yeah. Mm. And then it's because of our parents' hardship, yeah. it's got filtered down, mm. much more accepted. And then it's the 
subconscious kind of racism and mm. you know the more you know, covert exactly the, covert, the, the underground yeah. stuff. No. We had this conversation <clears throat> yesterday. I was just going to say, Rosemary, I was thinking about that because yeah. we had the same conversation yesterday yeah. about how do we feel like the generations, if it's changed in terms of how we've been impacted by racism. Yeah. And we were kind of saying, if anything, our generation or my generation, the racism is still there. It might not be overt. Mm. as it used to be back in the day, mm. but yeah. it's kind of still there, but it's more covert. It's morphed. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, yeah. It's, it's a system of oppression <clears throat> that morphs according to its environment. It's a shapeshifter. Yes. Yeah. And so even though I would never experience stuff that my grandmother or my aunties and uncles experienced, mm. you know, I'm never going to experience that. But then again, the sort of things that gaslight yeah. you mm-hmm. and make you think, wait, well, hang what on. That? Yeah, and that your spirit knows something yeah. went down. Yeah. You know something yeah. went down. Like you the microaggressions. Your microaggressions, <laughs> you can't articulate it. No. But you know. It's like that. It's, was it, what's the phrase? Kamal, you've used this phrase before. What was it? Um, dog whistle. I think I'm sure it was you that said the idea that it's a whistle that only a dog can hear. Yeah. But you, oh, yes. but you see someone put their whistle mm. and you think, oh, it's nothing. Mm. But a dog knows when they hear it, mm. and yeah. you hear it in politics where certain phrases are used. You know, nice area. Mm. We know, we all know what that means. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a good school. Mm. Yes. Um, properly qualified. Mm. Yes. You know, sort of things like that. You think. Well, that's a that's a, what's wrong with that word. But those of us who know, we know. Yeah. what's being yes. said, we know. Yeah. Those yeah, who feel definitely. it know it. I yes. think that's the phrase. Those who feel it know it. That's yeah, it. I was probably speaking about as you get older, you probably won't be able to hear the same frequencies that a younger person like myself can hear. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, speaking about rude. Uh, <laughs> rude. But on the flip side, yeah, as a, I think I am a bit of a younger generation <laughs> to a lot of yeah. you. This is why I'm so excited to speak with you because. Often we can lose hope and we think, oh, you know, the same things that happened 20 years ago since Stephen Lawrence. Mm. We're still protesting about the same things. Mm. But what we do have to bring light to is there is often a flip side that isn't talked about enough, Mm. such as this foundation. Of course, you wouldn't want it to go to as far as it did and does go sometimes to get a reaction. But it has allowed for, you know, people like yourself, opportunities. And this is what... I'm excited about for this podcast to let people know, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah, we're going to march and we're going to do this, but what's going to happen? There are examples, you know, and that's, that was what I really want to hope to get out of today. Just, you know, let people know the effect, no after effect, if we do still continue to not agitate, but react and, you know, stand up for what's right and, yeah, fight for opportunity, Def- as you said. Definitely. Tragic, tragic incident loss of life mm. you've got to give credit to the parents Dorian Lawrence and mm-hmm. Neville you know they pushed they pushed hard mm. they wouldn't take no for an answer mm. pushed and pushed and then with that in parallel they were thinking about how mm. we can legacy. continue the legacy of mm. course yeah. and how many since the charity started since the first bursary how many hundreds of bursaries have gone out to people in disadvantaged positions like myself Mm -hmm. and you know other kids um and also expanded blueprint for all Mm. which is not just architecture but all fields finance Mm. accounting you know economics so 
certainly one loss of life has meant a positive for so many more people, mm. you know, in this country mm-hmm. growing up because essentially that bursary was like £9,000, £3,000 per year mm. for a degree. It was required because if you're coming from like a disadvantaged background in a council house and mm-hmm. trying to work a part-time job at the same time, but you need equipment, photography, with the course of architecture, it's not like you can have a laptop and A4 paper. Mm. You've got to make models and then you have to make materials and then mm. some drawings at this size. You've got to travel because then you've got to go abroad, experience what different architecture is. So expense-wise and finance-wise, if you're coming from that kind of environment mm-hmm. that you haven't got that you know, blanket or cushion of Mm. mummy and daddy, you know, Mm -hmm. you do what you want, Mm. we've got you covered Mm -hmm. and you just focus on that. If you've got to focus on, oh, I'm going to get work and Mm. I need to do printing and try and be resourceful, Mm -hmm. makes it difficult. So the finance helped Mm. 100% for sure Mm. and made it much more easier for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the determination, the time, Mm. the effort, days and nights, Mm. drawings are right, not right, changing it thinking's not right you've got to change it it's a lot of effort as yeah. a degree mm. to kind of put in so they both came hand in hand yeah. but mm. certainly the trust at that time mm. I was the first they would mentor me mm-hmm. come occasionally look through my work give me ideas we did an exhibition as well yes, in the Greenwich University yeah. some time ago and, documents. and how did you hear about the foundation oh it was um at UEL was selected by the trust, something in the background for them to find a first beneficiary at University of East London. I didn't actively look for bursaries and stuff, I didn't know what bursary meant at you know, oh, wow. that kind of yeah. point or yeah, any kind of grants and stuff. Yeah. All of we knew was about university grants. Mm. <clears throat> and the university grants got taken off That's the right. year I started or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nothing personal. So I remember was, that. It was us. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that, yeah. It was, it was me and, you know, my part-time retail job, mm. kind of funding it and a bit of student loans. They had posters up. Yeah. Stephen Lawrence Bursary. Like I said, you have to be black from an ethnic minority, mm. disadvantaged background. So they wanted, like, what benefits my mum was getting mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah, that. So yeah. pretty thorough. Mm. Uh, they wanted to know what you'd want to do with the birds free mm. what you wanted to achieve mm. you know mm. in the future i think it's out 10 students out of i think there's about 60 architecture students mm. it was 10 selected and then out of 10 they selected me for the beneficiary so mm. amazing amazing stuff so were there any other options available to you at the time what time of like bursaries yeah in terms no. of bursaries no, i don't think so Okay. I think that was the reason why it was such a big splash. Yeah. Because there just wasn't. <clears throat> and certainly not something that would have come across on radar for yeah. you know people who come from that, exactly. that same background. Yeah. I'm sure there must have been like some kind... There's always pots of money somewhere. Yeah. 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 Come on, this is England. Yeah. Someone's got a pot of money somewhere. Yeah. But would you hear about it? Mm. Would yeah. your school hear about it? Would your networks or yeah. so forth so that was what this was so groundbreaking yeah yeah, yeah there is a lot of bursaries I think Norman Foster does a bursary and there's a few different kind of 
charitable bursaries, but probably the Stephen Lawrence one was the kind of biggest one that was focal on architecture. Architecture, yeah. yeah. So money on that basis, can you um, summarise how the foundation, the Stephen Lawrence Foundation, helped you complete the degree that you own? In terms of finance, they gave me funding for the degree, mm-hmm. which was about £9,000, £3,000 per year, maturely gave it in segments, so... You can, yeah. Use it wisely and better. And then they, I think also through my diploma, I think I went into a bit of debt with the tuition Mm. side of things, or I owed £1,600. And then I couldn't start my diploma course until I cleared that. Yeah, so then I went, I approached the trust and said, look, this is my situation here. And then they they cleared it, Mm. you know. And if it wasn't for the trust, do you think you would have still been able to pursue... I, the course it would have made it much more mm. difficult mm. I mean nowadays you see a lot of much more young talented ethnic minority architects that are you know breaking ground mm-hmm. and, you know much yeah. more mm. role models mm. if I was younger to see but certainly I would have got there in the end mm. and we you know 20 longer. years in but but I got diagnosed <laughs> For dyslexia really late mm. as well so all I was always yeah. always like struggling always mm. struggling drawing side of it you leave day or night I can draw mm. end of it but it's all the writing, the written writing. element and the reading it was not you know taken up in school you know are you dyslexic mm. one of my lecturers and then we went to the anas- analysis mm. and it's like below average you can see three dimensionally perfect mm. but your numbers and your writing is all... all over the Do you need that for the architecture? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, yeah. But I think it's quite yeah. common in architects as well to be dyslexic because oh, they, really? they use their... We use our brain kind of differently or we mm. use the different side of our brain oh, wow. so that we can wow. see spatially a bit more. Yeah, because I wanted to ask, like, yeah, outside of the finance, you said they held exhibitions and things, but did they link you with other professionals? Yeah, I think for myself, being the first beneficiary of the bursary, it had its own kind of, you know, if I put that CV in front of employers and say, Moni Rama, first beneficiary of Stephen Mm. Lawrence, Mm. blah, blah. And then certainly they look because, again, with the industry, predominantly white, predominantly male, they were all starting to get more proactive of mm. having a coloured face. Mm. And, mm-hmm. You know, obviously talent as well, but mm. a coloured face mm. within the office. Yeah. So it would usually be 2005, 2006, at least one practice had a black or a coloured, mm. you know, person, and then it's white, yeah. you know, yeah. type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So store, now it's... Storefront. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. It makes it makes good for the office photo, you know, you've got office dog, and then you've got, like, you know, directors. You know, every office, architectural office, they have a dog, so... Seriously? you got a dog, and then you got, like, a maybe a female black architect or okay. a trainee, and you got a cut, you know, it's... You know, Jeez. You know, it gives it more depth, don't you think so? You know? <laughs> No. Okay, if you say yeah. so. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> so, have you ever met the Lawrence family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Doreen Lawrence quite a few times. Mm. Bursary interview. Yeah. Opening of the Stephen Lawrence building. Mm. Privileged to be invited to the 25th anniversary oh, Lincoln wow. Field. So, mm. so I, I know think, his yeah. brother's written a book. I know. Quite recently, mm. I think. Stuart. Yeah, yeah, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. because <clears throat> last year I attended 
a webinar that he'd done on Stephen Lawrence Day and he highlighted the book as well. Yeah. I can't remember what the title was, was it but it's about speaking out. No, like, speaking out. It yeah. was about I can't remember exactly what the title yeah. was, but I know it's true. It was, I haven't met personally, yeah. but I follow him on LinkedIn, so I'm always seeing his uh, very advocate. You know, yeah. spoken. You know, a lot of mm. lot of things that he's involved mm. in. Amazing stuff. Mm. And Sonia, the seed CEO. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sonia Watson. Yeah, Sonia Watson. Yeah. A few times and courageous moon. You know, she really, really is very strong, dynamic. Very, you know, yeah. her personality yeah. is just right there. Great to see as well. And are you involved in any charitable work with them? Um, or do you do any charitable work yourself? With my previous practice, mm. we were more starting to get this diversity inclusion get going in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And then we reached out to the trust. We do London Festival of Architecture yes. every year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we've been doing that in the office for some years. And then I think one of the themes was like belonging or something. And we mm. had an idea to combine it with the trust and do something like that and then the pandemic hit and oh. you know everything Shut down the show. everything, everything kind of down. everything Damn. just went on hold type of yeah. thing but uh it's difficult because i'm on my own mm. type of thing trying to run a business trying to make money as well mm. as raise a family at the mm. same time mm. so there's not much more time to be more proactive and say charity i'm here i'm still here mm. if you want me to do mentoring work mm-hmm. with yeah. you know at schools and stuff mm. but you have you know. done school yeah You've like school visits yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i've done about three, uh, three or four occasions and that's more to do with my children's school the local as well so yeah. we have that's important. set up and, and it's exhausting <laughs> as well because we try and do work, <laughs> workshop with about 120 kids oh and, wow. <clears throat> present to them what architecture is mm. and just kind of expose them that this is another avenue as opposed mm. to working in a bank or becoming a you know civil servant fireman or whatever else you think that a professional you know nowadays the kids think you know YouTube's yeah. YouTube's a job. YouTube's a job. Influence, yeah. Social yeah, media influence. We want to move to uh, California and uh, work for Roblox uh, game or Minecraft. Mm. And stuff. Yeah. You know, they think they're okay. the professional. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And nowadays teenagers will probably say, yeah, you know, my, my ambition is to become an influencer or something. You know? yeah. The job wow. titles have become really kind of different. Mm. But mm. that aside, I wanted to just kind of expose them architecture what it is mm. what we do draw your bedroom you know how is it mm. set up and then subconsciously you come to these unfortunate situations where like oh i stay in this room and my mom sleeps here and my sister sleeps mm. here and my mm. brother sleeps here yeah. you know mm. it's that kind of so you, get you just see get it you know living yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you say oh i live in a house and I got a garden. It's so my garden got a fish pond in the back. Yeah. So you see quite the, the different yeah, this yeah. Yeah. Wow. disparity yeah. as, uh, wow. as well. We're aware of the work the Lawrence family have done in the last 29 years to keep Stephen's name relevant 100%. and grow the foundation. Mm. But what would you say Stephen Lawrence's legacy in 2022? I think hope comes to it. Hope and um, sense of inspiration courageousness Mm. ambitious Mm. you know those kind of things and and desire to try and better yourself because of Stephen in some capacity because of Stephen Lawrence I'm you know a chartered architect they Mm -hmm. supported me through they gave me open avenues for Mm. me financially supported me Mm -hmm. so Mm. it's a lot of 
things that I have to be grateful for mm-hmm. the charity because of that. As a number of hundreds of students, architecture and so on, I've got the same benefits as well, getting mm-hmm. the bursary, mm-hmm. giving them that lift. And in terms of access to education, do you <clears throat> feel that that's improved over the last 20 years? I don't think it has, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it really difficult with education, especially coming from a background where I come from, the social economic, even you might be a rich kid that comes from an ethnic minority, mm. but that's not really kind of representing the mm. the social economic situation mm. of the underprivileged mm. working class mm. struggling mm. to expose and that becoming a forefront of design. Mm. I might be brown and I've come from a really comfortable background, I never had to worry, but is different from someone like myself who's struggled, had to keep two jobs at the same time and mm. you know, stuff like that. But I think since I stopped, tuition fees have gone higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the definitely the amount of people that were similar background mm. started in architecture year one, mm. didn't continue, oh. you know, didn't finish their degrees. Yeah. Because one thing is, it's an awfully long course I've sacrificed not working in a, just a normal job mm. just to have that yeah. kind of mm. progress my life or buy a house or, you know, mm. all of that stuff. It's only now in my kind of 40s that mm. I'm able to be comfortable with money. Mm. But now the house prices have gone so high that you can't <laughs> even... Sorry, yeah. what was it you do again? Well, I'm supposed to be charted up. But that's, again, there's mm. a problem with London, yeah. London as well. Yeah. Is so that expensive. It's, over, it's expensive. It's becoming overdeveloped. So yes, yeah. very much so. moving out into the green belts and yeah. further yes. out. And it's fair to say you're somewhat of a minority in your field of work. Can you share some of your experiences as a UKME architect? I'm sure you must have experienced some challenges. Challenges in what's like... In terms of... Racism? Career progression. This is the thing that we was kind of touching on earlier. You might not think that Mm. you felt restricted because of your capabilities because you've seen other people kind of promoted and think, wow, why can I do that? Am I not good enough? Or did I not do the same thing, but did I not do better? Have I not shown that kind of commitment Mm. that I'm able to do much more than be recognised and as opposed to just a team player but a senior someone Mm -hmm. a glass ceiling is the same a glass ceiling you can't see it Mm -hmm. so as as much as I doubt myself I know that I'm good at what I do I know I'm capable of doing much more Mm -hmm. and I've been proving that since I've left my office Mm. and then where we've got a desk Mm. and now we've got a phone, Mm. we've got, we can draw (laughs) and now we're going to get business in. Mm. So definitely 100% I've experienced it, but I wouldn't be able to pinpoint which, who and what stopped me. Mm. It's that, you know, blurred. I'm not that clever. I was like, did I wake up in the middle of the night? Did they say that? (laughs) Or why did they? Mm. Did I not go to the pub? On Fridays, Jeez. yeah. Did that. I not go to the pub often enough and be part of that? Mm. Oh, did I not cycle? Because everybody wants to cycle now. I don't cycle, so I'm not part of that mm. crew. So we have this thing in my peers and friends. Most, if not all, don't drink, go to the pub, mm. and they see their work colleagues in finance and mm. banking and stuff mm. go to the pub and get a career moves forward quicker yeah. because mm. you've got 
a connection or yeah. mm-hmm. it seems that you've got much more relatable experiences yeah. mm-hmm. of fraternity. You say yeah. there's a yeah. pot of money somewhere yeah. and it's only... Only people uh, some, who know only people said, know. Yeah. And that pot of money may not become apparent unless it's five at night over a pub or, you know, when you're going to golf or something, you know, it's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Back. Yeah. Well, I think I'm probably the oldest one at the table, really. And, no. Uh, I think, <laughs> no, definitely. I think I am because what's interesting, I say that because in terms of arc and perspective, because if all of that was very prevalent when I started doing, quote-unquote, a proper job at 19. And part of the reason that I was made redundant was because I wasn't into that pub culture. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to say we didn't drink, but we're Caribbeans. We go to people's house to drink, you know. We socialise differently. We network differently. We're more likely to meet up with each other Mm. maybe at a mosque or someone's house or Mm. a church or a church event or something like that. Mm. It's not that people don't play golf, but that's not where you're socialised. It's not that people don't do tennis. It's not that we've never been to a pub, but that's not where Mm. the socialisation goes. So you just kind of think, okay, so for those of us who have quote-unquote made it and who know those things, how do we create other spaces for people like ourselves, for whom that would not necessarily be their normal. Mm-hmm. How do we create spaces for our younger people to do that networking, that mentoring, that, hey, did you know about so-and-so? Mm-hmm. Oh, get your daughter to call me mm-hmm. about when they're ready for work experience or mm-hmm. those things. It strikes me that this is still a yeah. conversation some 40-odd years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get ourselves sorted a little bit better, I no, think. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Mm, yeah. That's where I think we're underrepresented at the top. Mm. Yeah. I think that's where culture will follow, mm. top down. Yeah, but even so. if we're represented at the top, there's only one or two of us. There's yeah. one or two of them, but they're not them. They're no, not. No. They're no. not us. No, no. no. That's the yeah. point of this socio-economic. So, like, for example, David Ajay, amazing mm. black architect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Some of my friends work with him in Ghana and stuff. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he's come from a bit of a privileged oh, he's, background he's as well. Despite his <laughs> obstacles mm. of being a black architect. Mm. Mm. Social economic, still an upper middle class. Yeah, social economic is some somebody like um, I don't know, an, a name or a kid from Hackney who's just kind of made it. Yeah. Mm. And he's a black architect. Yeah. You know? Norman Foster says that he came from a working class background, but mm. of course at that time white architects and that mm. it's a different kind of working class to being an ethnic working yeah. class. Yes, I'm curious now because we've asked a lot of you. And I'm imagining you at the beginning of your bug, I want to become an architect. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm imagining that boy. Oh, man. And I'm wondering, from this vantage point, what advice would you give to that boy? I often think I'll be brutally honest with this. I thought being an architect meant that you was going to be really wealthy, like a lawyer or a barrister. Mm. And at that time, that boy, and I was saying to my tutor at the time, I was like, oh, you, I'm going to be so rich when I'm a proper architect, you know. <laughs> and he stopped me there said, look, if you want to be that, then you're pretty much in the wrong profession. <laughs> you know? So think about it then, mm. and you're in your early stages, but have a think about it. Mm. But I knew that, and I knew that, 
I couldn't do anything else. Mm. I'm good at. I feel like I'm good at this. I must be doing something right. Yeah. You know, we we are busy. Yeah. You know, mm. we are busy. So, I think uh, there wasn't anything else I'd rather be doing. And mm. like I said before, it's always what I wanted to do, yeah. and I've fulfilled it. I've qualified finally. You know, mm. got the title to call mm-hmm. myself an architect, mm. which is yeah. it's a hard long yeah. road to get. I get can't to imagine you being anything other yeah. than an architect. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And how long did the whole journey take you? There's so many obstacles that happen in life. Mm. Everybody mm. experiences. But all, yeah. But even including dropped, the obstacles, including the obstacles. How well, long if, it taken if you? we say then from secondary school, college, I would say 20 years of my life has mm. gone from the point of the bursary mm-hmm. to where I am now. Mm. And I don't think I qualified fully chartered, ARB qualified, till like 2017, 2018. Mm. So we've always mm. been struggling. You know, my peers, my class friends, my uni friends, the ones that stayed, oh, they qualified in 2008. Mm. Everything was like, as a, a, you know, another. one thing after the other, I qualified mm. and then, you know, they're making mm. architects money mm. type of thing. Mm. But it's always been a struggle with mm. all the family pressures, work mm. pressures, yeah. being able to devote the time mm. to it. So it's wow. been a long journey. So it's been a long journey, son, but it's worth it. Mm. No, definitely 100% worth it. Mm. Really happy, content with how I am mm. as an architect, how my work is getting better mm. in design, sustainability and stuff. Mm. So definitely really content. Mm. Obviously, much more room for improvement with anything mm. better myself fine-tuned and things try and put more time into charitable work mentoring but uh, I'm always on the other end of the phone if friends and family say oh my son wants to do a degree mm. in architecture mm. can you have a chat with him so looking back on that journey do you think there's anything that you would have done differently Definitely would have tried to do things in a shorter period of time mm. because as opposed to doing it over 20 years, I'd rather have <laughs> done it in 10 years. Mm. If, if, that was, if you're asking me, so I'm like... Yeah, oh, yeah, fair, enough. No. yeah. yeah fair enough. I would have won the lottery as well. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped. You know, Game the queue. Like, like, if I shortened that time, then I probably would have had a better foundation for my family and my kids and stuff like that. We're talking about having a... Three yes. bedroom house, house with yeah. a terraced house with yeah. a garden yeah. type yeah. of situation. Yeah. 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 That kind of thing I would have rather have set up in the time. But we are where we are. We're making progressive steps. Yeah, we're getting it. better clientele, better work. So hopefully everything at the moment is positive. Yeah. We just need to get some of our kids to start part-time jobs as well. Do any of your work. kids want to follow in your footsteps? Do they have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do have a choice. Because oh, really? No, Things have do. changed. <laughs> no, they do have a choice. But um, you know what? The main thing that detracts black and ethnic minorities from... Because I was working at the numbers. Mm. Mm. Out of 31,000 registered architects mm. in the UK today, in the ARB, there's only 34 British Bangladeshi architects. Really? Where the minority of the minority, wow. um, there's 1,500 black architects, mm-hmm. there's 25,000 white mm-hmm. architects, all from mm-hmm. European yes, too, you know. Yes. There's only 13,000 female architects. Mm-hmm. So it's really top-heavy, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not disheartening me. 
most of my clientele come from my kind of yeah. ethnicity mm-hmm. and they're more relatable. So 70% of the people that I work for as my clients mm. are of my ethnicity. So mm. I've got advantage to be more relatable yeah. in terms of how they want to live. Mm. So they might not want that kind of open plan living right. kitchen situation. Mm. You know, they might want to have separate things. Mm. And I'm able to understand that because mm. I can resonate with that as mm-hmm. well. So it gives me much more of a better ex- yeah. Yeah. experience and platform. So mm. all kind of good and positive and we are getting bigger and better yeah. I say we but it's just me myself yeah. and I help and I have like a few freelance architects yeah. some ex-work colleagues mm. that used to work they become mums now they want to do part time so yeah. Yeah, saying great. that my brother studying architecture he you yeah. also helped him as well yeah yeah, yeah definitely so he's done yeah. like uh, through his part one and part two mm. and as well as work experience as well. And also, you've done some drawings for my family as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, wow. So he looked at my brother's property and gave oh, yeah, it yeah. more of a modern edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And not well. a very nice knockdown, double-fronted <laughs> basement, <laughs> cinema room. All oh, right, know, swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing as well. Well, you laughed when I said we ain't got no more housing and you looked at yeah, me. Yeah. I'm the architect. I'm basically the servant to the developers who've yes. got the money. Yes. I'm just, yes, yes. I'm an edge. What I'd rather be is an architect developer. I'm making my own buildings as well as being able to reap the benefits of... Mm. It's coming, getting, babes. Yeah. It's on its way. That I'm, blessing I'm a, is on its way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on its way. You, you see where that pot is, that hidden pot is in mm. there. <laughs> 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 listen, listen. To find some land, something. It strikes me that... We've got this organisation called Blueprint for All. Yeah. And we've talked about how it started and how it's launched you on your journey. But that wouldn't have been able to be there had it not been for people who donated. Mm. Exactly, 100%. And one of the things in the stuff that I do, and I suppose us as network people always asking, what can I do? Mm. What can I do? What can I do? Thinking probably it has to be some kind of grand thing. Mm transfer some money from your accounts into a bursary to allow more people, such as yourself, and those coming up behind you, and the generation after that. So this is always going to be there. Actually transforms lives. That actually transformed the trajectory of the history of your family. Definitely. That's what we call transformational doing stuff. Yeah. Everyone can stand up in a protest, but part with some money in a place where it's going to transform people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's that's amazing to me. We also like in the Muslim community, we think it's obligatory Mm -hmm. to give two and a half percent mm-hmm. of what yep. you earn over mm. the year in one capacity yep. it needs to go to a charity mm. because you need to, to in any means yeah. Yeah. and pay yeah. it forwards definitely hundred yeah. percent yeah. totally. yeah, pay that blessing forward definitely yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely but a lot of it not to make excuses for people but it's because you don't see the other side but yeah. sometimes it's about fine-tuning what you expect because sometimes people say okay a charity there should be a nice shiny building yeah. in my hood yeah. somewhere it's yeah. because I'm paying to this charity but it's not it's about affecting people one at a time definitely like yourself definitely. And that is so true I think when people understand that and then also be able to look for testimonies like yourself and say okay so if I give my money here mm. this is what's going to happen and then expectations can be met mm. And then the whole outlook of charity changes. Yeah. Definitely. And it doesn't have to be large lots of money. No. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember my girls doing a, a charitable collection 
for an organisation that enables people to, rather than give them food, they enable people to do this stuff, themselves that Habitat for Humanity, that's part of the stuff that they do. Yeah. And this organisation is under that umbrella, yeah. okay, of that thinking. So, you know, collecting pennies, getting people to give them a couple of... But at the end of it, I mean, they just had a little box and, you know, it's just this little box and they mm. were able to give it to a woman who was representative of that organisation. Mm. It's just yeah. really... It's not lots of money, mm. but what she did <clears throat> was something... you made, She invited them. So what they were donating to was this organisation that sends livestock to families and communities so if they send a cow they would send a cow that's pregnant (laughs) so that they can have milk and they can have a calf that they could then sell and that money goes back into the community people Mm. get to go to school and things like that and she invited them to this place where they look after those animals Mm. and so they said you know when you give x amount (laughs) we can give people a rabbit and these are the rabbits that we send and these are the cows that we send you know my girls are city girls kind of like the whole farm thing is yeah yeah, I think they've kind of inherited that from me but it was really impactful to see that wow this whatever animal it was yeah it's something that they've contributed to and actually seeing that (laughs) it wasn't a lot it wasn't a lot yeah. of money, not mm. really. Yeah. Pennies and quarters and yeah. things like that yeah. can actually see that it's making a difference in someone Somebody else's, else's life. life. Mm. And they were kids. You yeah. know, they weren't even out of primary school yet. Yeah. Mm. So just knowing that they can actually do Contribute, that yeah. gives perspective. It doesn't have to be hundreds of thousands of pounds. No. Mm. It just needs to be what you can give, mm-hmm. knowing that just that little bit is going to transform someone's life. In closing, Moni, can you just give a brief summary overall of how the Stephen Lawrence Foundation has contributed to your life journey? And if you'd like to sell it to a young person or parent, what would you say? I would say, Stephen Lawrence, you've definitely changed my life 100%. The charities helped me financially as well as open up doors, giving me opportunities to become a qualified architect. Now, I say this in schools as well, when I do presentations, that it's not just architecture you can become. You can become a structural engineer, you can become Mm. a facade designer, Mm. so many avenues. It's just being part of that built environment. Mm. So for someone who has an ambition in designing, who's got talent in terms of drawing and stuff like that, I definitely 100% think they should pursue it. And for parents, I would say, look out for those signs, ask them what they want to do and how they want to pursue their career and just be supportive behind that. That's all I'd say. But Mm. happy to always inspire, even if I presented it to 60 children, (laughs) even if one of them thinks that, oh, you know what, I like this Mm. idea of designing. Maybe I can become a car designer Mm, or maybe if I can design boats or maybe if I can design the next modern chair mm. or anything that you're seeing around, next modern cup, next mm. modern anything. All we're surrounded with arc. Everything mm. is design and it's a design yeah. aspect. Shoes, fashion, mm. Mm. it's all architecture. So mm. certainly happy to inspire as much as I can mm. yeah, to pay it forward. Can I say one final question? Go, go, go. As I said, I'm not very good at Lego 
but <laughs> I'm pretty good at Jenga. Yeah. Could could that be a good start? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you might be a structural engineer. Structural engineer to see how many things I can take up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've made him so happy, blessed. Look at him. Yeah, he's happy. How's it going? You got the Jenga in your drawer upstairs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Lunchtime. Uh, the yeah. giant ones are better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us yeah, today, Molly, and sharing thank your you. interesting yeah. story. You. It's yeah. been a pleasure to have you with us. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>